Hello and welcome. You're listening to Met My Match, a podcast where husband and wife discuss various topics while attempting to answer the age-old question, who's right and who's more right? Hi everyone, this is Shelby. And this is Chris. And welcome to this week's episode of Met My Match. Oh, you told me not to say it. I did tell you not to say it. That's, it's that's, just going to be a running joke, I think. That's probably. I, every every <laughs> time we do the podcast now, I tell her, hey, make sure don't say this is uh, Met My Match. Because we literally had the intro do it like not 10 seconds ago. Yeah, but I think maybe we should just get rid of that altogether. Also, I always said that so that I could do it this time because I've never gotten to do it. Fair. Because I'm always on press and record, so I have to run to the mic in time <laughs> just to be able to get run, a listen. Run, a.k.a. lean. I say yes. I, I lean. because our... He's literally like maybe two feet away from the computer to hit record. That is fair. And you're in a rolly chair. I am in a rolly chair. But I can't roll because it picks up around. on the uh, mic. But yeah, you can't. You have to reach with your long arms. Because we have so many loud noises. Yes. Well, speaking of loud noises, let's get into it. We have our weekly disputes, and then we're going to do a new taste test on some new hard seltzers that you found, and then uh, one other thing. Well, so let's do this. One other thing. So the other thing is, uh, we, had been, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit and joked about it, and we thought it would be a good thing to bring up a podcast, but um, there are plenty of, there are plenty of uh, different laws that you see in movies that you yeah. gotta sit there and think like there's no way that's true yeah so i did like a i say whenever i say research usually I do like 10 minutes of research so i did minor <laughs> research to find all these like different things that happen in like uh movies that are totally untrue yeah well i think the subject came up because we were watching something and it involved something of the justice system or legal system and you were like oh my god that's totally not even true and i know you probably have the same thing happen to you whenever you're watching things that involve like military stuff because you being in the military you're like that's not nope yeah sometimes <laughs> it's very rarely Gotta critique it. often i don't give that much of a damn <laughs> yeah okay well we will get to that in a little bit but first off we have our weekly disputes so i will start off with the first one would you rather eat a spoonful of wasabi or a ghost pepper honestly i think probably wasabi yeah yeah, I think, because ghost pepper, I've had peppers before, and that shit sticks with you. Well, the ghost pepper, like, or any pepper, you have to, like, chew it a little bit. You can't just, like, down the hatch, you know? Yeah, you got, I mean, you got to chew it. Usually your fingers touch it. It still gets on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had it once or twice where I've, you know, been cooking, and then it's still on my fingers, and then I accidentally touch my eye. I'm like, oh, God, I fucked up. I think one time in my contacts in, I did that, and I was like, oh, no, I Yeah, you up. cut up a jalapeno, I think. And it was like 30 minutes later, and I had forgotten to, like... You had to wash your hands, like, very I, I washed, rigorously. Yeah, like, like wash I didn't, under the I nails. Didn't, that's what it was. Yeah, and they say, like, if you get it, they call it, um, like, jalapeno finger or jalapeno thumb or something like that, and you have to use, like, olive oil to, like, draw out all the spice. That's too much. I know. I'm just, yeah, I, I would, just vigorously really wash my hands. I would, I would definitely just go with the sabi on a spoon. Yeah. I agree. I think we could just like easily just swallow that. It would be horrific. Oh, no. I mean, no it's going to go up. Like, it always hits me in the nose sometimes when I get too much on like a piece of sushi. If you ever needed to clear your senses, that would be it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your sinuses are completely cleared. But I think the spoonful would just be a little bit easier than just like. Maybe that should have been down. the cure to COVID. Like just, if if you if you couldn't smell or sniff anything, just a spoonful of wasabi to kickstart there it. There was there was a one uh, TikTok that I saw of this lady. She had COVID or she was um, on the end of it, you know, like getting better. She was fine, and they had this like covering where she was drinking all these different things, and 
you could see what they were, but she couldn't. And so she did like a shot of pickle juice. She's like, I don't know, kind of my, my taste bugs, my, my tongue feels a little tingly, but I don't taste anything. And then she did like a shot of whiskey and she was like, I think that's alcohol. Oh, jeez. And so, yeah, like she was doing shots of like, like uh, sriracha and stuff like that too and just not phased. Ooh. So I feel like if, yeah, if that's a good test, so wasabi or ghost pepper, <laughs> like oh, I'm sweating yeah. a lot, but I don't taste anything. I don't know why I'm being, I don't know why I'm heating up. But <laughs> okay, so we both agree wasabi. Yes. All right. On to the next one. Which food is more awkward to eat in public, a banana or a hot dog? Um, that's Both hot. both are a cylindrical type shape. I mean, I, I, type shape. I have no issue eating either of those things in public, but I understand there's some people that are kind of like no i can't obviously eat that thing in public people make fun of me it's like eh. you know what's worse though what? if somebody's eating one of those foods and they make eye contact with you and they're just like eating the hot dog just oh like yeah that, that's creepy <laughs> I, I will say socially and this by no means have i done research into this at all socially it is more accepted to eat a hot dog in public than it is a banana Really? So you're gonna go with? We got to think about like, especially ba- baseball games and all that, and like oh, other yeah, sports yeah, yeah. There's people eating hot dogs all the time, versus yeah. like when you eat a banana, a, yeah, like... especially a banana. People got to take it apart or cut it up or like sometimes can't just you know eat it because it looks like you're legitimately sucking a dick. Because you got to <laughs> I mean, like think. I feel like both kind of look like you got to think how you're holding like it. You got to look at me. So true. She's looking at me, and I'm thinking I'm showing her how you hold it. So you're holding it like that, <laughs> like a. Like yeah, like fist. like like a dick, like you're about to just blow this banana the smithereens, versus a hot dog we hold like this. Now, I, now I haven't really put any. Fair. I don't have never put a dick in my mouth. Yeah. But I'm ninety percent sure no woman's ever upturned their hand to like that. Just feel that seems awkward. I saw a, another video of this girl trying to eat a hot dog at like a basketball game, and she had like all the fixins on it, you know. Yeah. And some guys behind her, like, as she, like, takes the bite of her hot dog, they're like, damn, girl, get it. It's like, I'm just trying to eat a goddamn hot dog. Excuse my French. Uh, you know, so that, that I literally just equated bananas to sucking dicks. But sure, absolutely. You said, damn, that's. But, I mean, hmm. guys, yeah, guys will, like, take anything a woman's, like, is eating, like, sexually. Some guys will. I mean, to be fair, that a guy would make that joke about guy or girl. Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. We'll see. Make it equality, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually go with banana because you could break it off into pieces and eat it like a, a piece. I'll just say which one you would not. Wait, what was the question? Which is more awkward. Oh, the hot dog to me is more awkward. The banana to me is more Just awkward. because it's more messy. More you the hot dog's more messy to me. Well, I guess the better thing is you got to say... Technically, what, they're both kind of awkward what is, to eat. What is, what is it more awkward about it? Because the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing is like what hot dog looks like a dick. It's a phallic symbol. Banana at least does like it. It does, but it doesn't. It's got that curve. (laughs) And you know what? In in sex ed, I guess they always put the condom over the banana. At least that's what I've seen in movies. I never had in sex ed. Uh, See, I've had sex ed at no point. They never did a condom banana. banana. No. Okay. Well, that's good. I didn't teach you how to do it. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I've never put on a condom on once. (laughs) Oh God. I'm kidding. That's something you should not say on this podcast. He's clean, folks. Anyway, um, I still, I still want to go with hot dog because I was thinking about this whenever I, I typed this out. You're thinking about hot dogs? No, I was thinking like, which is more awkward, a no. hot dog or a banana? Like, I just feel like with the banana, you could, you know, break off, you know, break a little piece, you know, off and eat it like piece by piece. But is it weird to eat a banana in public, like in general? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm a hot a, dog I'm is so, more acceptable. I'm still gonna go with banana. 
was more awkward yeah okay agree to disagree agree to disagree and that's fine speaking of agreeing to dis- disagree i just stumbled on that taste testing time you just stumbled on the phrase the, no the agree to disagree i like stuttered a second oh okay wow thanks <laughs> no i was like i just discovered this i'm like i'm pretty sure it's been a thing for a while no i'm pretty sure i just stuttered and it was terrible anyway uh taste test time so you picked these up and these are from the company mighty swell they're an austin based yeah austin texas uh based seltzer company yeah, we i don't have know if they the, make uh, anything else other than seltzers driving through texas so okay. we saw we're like all right we'll give these a try yeah so flavors we got oh also this is called the keep it weird pack it was multicolored, right? Had like yeah. a bunch of swirly. That, that explains colors. the uh, can cover. So we got. They're really cute. We got. Oh, okay. It is just that. Rocket Pop, which has a little rocket on it. Yeah. Uh, the Pink Colada. Pink Colada? Yeah, Pink Colada. It's a oh, pineapple. Oh, okay. So pineapple. I thought it said peony oh, for a, a second. But yeah, Pink Colada. The Tiger's Blood, which legitimately has a tiger on it. Yeah. And what is this one? Purple Magic, which just looks like. I it's guess like a galaxy or something. What you would equate or, no, to? No, crystal ball. It's like a crystal ball. Oh, okay. So purple magic. Yeah. Um, the big thing here, five, uh, you know, usual. 5% alcohol. Yeah, 5%, 5% volume. 100 calories, 1% of your total carbohydrates and 3 grams of sugar. Yeah, it says three, 3 grams of carbs on here. Ooh, this one says, you read this side, it has like what it what's in it. So the purple magic is... Uh, sip into a portal swirling with dark boysenberries, wild blueberries, and juicy grapeness. Well, that sounds pretty good. So now that you read that, let's try that one first. Okay. Uh, I'm actually excited about all of these because they just sound like cool, funky... Because they seem mighty swell. Yeah! Dang it. <laughs> You're like, that was entirely too corny. I now hate it. Okay, it smells like grapes. Like purple drink. I mean, okay, that's probably going to be... It's purple. It's my... It's a... Uh, what was this one called? Purple magic. Uh-oh. That's a good face. Yep, that, that's purple drink, for sure. Like a light version, obviously, but purple drink. Yeah. Yes, that's some grapiness. Oh, yeah. I don't hate it. If you like, if you don't like grape-flavored, like, medicine and stuff like that, you probably won't like this. It it does kind of taste like the purple the Flintstones, like, the yeah. crushed up. Yeah. Which I've no- I don't... I, I fucks with Flintstones. Which, which I noticed in the... <laughs> uh, so, one thing I've noticed in the much... I, really I like guess this. what you would call healthier versions of, and supposedly all all spike cells are supposed to be a healthy version of alcohol. Yeah, I like this one. This what I've noticed in the much healthier ones, they usually like a uh, dusty aftertaste. They'll put like, like the, was it Vizzy had like the antioxidants and vitamins in it? It's like, yeah. no, I want the booze. Yeah. Why don't I, I don't need the vitamins. I'll take my vitamins somewhere, some other way, you know? Pill I, form. Actually, you know what? We'll save tiger bloods for last. That seems the most interesting. Okay. All right, so next we're going I'm excited with uh, about that one. Pink Colada. Okay. Uh, this one says, you don't need a yacht to rock the boat. Find your own strange paradise with our natural riff on a juicy classic where the pineapples dare to be pink and the coconut sets sail at midnight. There is a such thing as a pink pineapple. Have you seen it? It's supposed to be like sweeter and less like... Because sometimes pineapples, because of the acids that are in them, will try to like tingle your throat and your your tongue but apparently the pink one doesn't do that i could be speaking out my ass on that though <laughs> i feel like you're speaking out your ass on that i don't think i've Ooh, never heard really of good. A, i lived in hawaii for about six years and at no point i've ever heard of a pink it's a new thing coconut. Oh, okay so it's yeah a GMO. it's like yeah it's definitely a gmo 
hybrid of sorts. That's okay. It tastes like a pina colada. Yeah. I mean, nothing nothing fantastic about mm-hmm. it. Nothing to write off about it. I mean, it's very drinkable. I oh, like yeah, that I would, one, too. Yeah. This, these are good. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. All right. And that's Rocket Pop. Now, Rocket Pop is first astronauts, then billionaires. Now our spike seltzers are going to space. All natural raspberry, pomegranate, and lime. Given this one small sip and one giant... Oh, I... Is it... I screwed that up already. Because um, <laughs> they did the exact line, and for some reason I threw the and in there, even though it was never an and. So, give this one small sip, one giant leap of taste. So, basically, it's a bomb pop in a can. Essentially. Because, yeah, the raspberry and the, was it pomegranate and stuff. That's a, bunch, that's a little more... Does it, uh, like, does it taste like a rocket pop? I don't know what a rocket pop tastes like. You never had a bomb pop? I don't oh, so it's pretty had good. a bomb pop. It's pretty close. It's got the red, white, and blue. You've seen it, though. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what this is basically trying to be. Like, Bomb Pop is a trademark, so you had to go with Rocket Pop. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I like it. It's it's okay. I like the, the pink colada better. But it's all right. Do you hear uh, jingling in the background? That's probably because you hear our cat Jones. Just running around. Running through the computer room. Usually he sleeps, so we're doing this podcast a little later. <laughs> now he's getting it's, mischievous. It's later. That's why. He's getting into shit. Okay, so this is Tiger's Blood. Uh, before I read the description, have you ever had a Tiger's Blood snow cone? I've never once in my life had a Tiger's Blood snow cone. Okay, so this is a Louisiana thing. I mean, probably like just a regular snow cone thing too. Like I don't know if like in Hawaii they I've, had I've, shaved I've ice. had many a snow cone in my life around the world and never once have I had a Tiger's, a tiger's Blood snow cone. Okay, well this is definitely a Louisiana thing then. Um, or a southern thing because this is Austin, Texas. So, Tiger's Blood, it tastes like if strawberry and pineapple had a baby. Kinda. And it's like almost, it's my favorite just, snow Just to make sure flavor. our listeners know, she's talking about Tiger's Blood. The, yeah. The, the flavor. It's fruity. Not, not actual Tiger's Blood. No, 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 so no. So don't no. go out there stabbing tigers yeah. and trying to get their okay, blood so, and getting some juice. So this says that it's wild, weird, and a bit defiant. Brace yourself for an untamed fusion of all natural strawberry, watermelon, and coconut. No tigers were harmed in the making of this beverage. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> had, had to make sure we all know. Actual tiger blood. No. Um, yeah, it's a popular snow cone flavor and daiquiri flavor in Louisiana. Okay. It's, it's like legit one of my favorites. So it's not should, the, this, my favorite. You're thinking this might taste a little daiquiri? I hope so. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Is it daiquiriis? Daiquiriis? It, it hits a little different. I'm gonna have to do another sip just to make sure. That was definitely so. That was definitely the most flavor one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Now I'm yeah. trying to figure. So yeah, I, hit, more, I feel the strawberry or taste the strawberry in that. Are these more cocktailish than they are? Uh, actual like spiked. I mean, it's definitely malt liquor. Yeah. It's not like vodka or tequila, but um, it just says that they're just you know booze. Booze. It's a hard seltzer. Fair enough. So I do enjoy these ones. I uh, I I wouldn't necessarily, you know, if if there was an option, I might buy them. If there um, was another one sitting there that you knew that you liked, you, yes. you'd pick those over. So I would say probably Tiger's Blood for me is the one I enjoy the most. Ha Um, But I would say these are a buy. I wouldn't say a must buy or a don't yeah, buy. Yeah, they're... The package was fun. That was also what intrigued us because it was cute packaging. Um, didn't disappoint. So I mm. would say that they are uh, for sure buy. Um, 
if you want to try something new and, and kind of fun and funky. Yeah. Um, okay, let me try the purple one one more time because I really liked that one. There was kind of a, not nerds, but yeah, like a Flintstones-ish taste yeah. to them. Yeah. Okay, now that I'm trying that one over the other two, like the pink and the um, tiger's blood, it's definitely like in the lower the lower ones. It kind of, that one kind of feels like it's trying to be a perp, uh, Grape LaCroix. Yeah. I don't even know if Grape LaCroix exist. Um, they probably do. But maybe it's not LaCroix, maybe it's like uh, the Polar, whatever, the Waterloo. I think Waterloo makes a grape. Okay, that Could might be. be. I've never. I don't think I've ever had a Waterloo in my life, so I would not know. Waterloo. But okay. I would say in that realm of uh, was that like an off-brand commercial you just did for them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just have to do it, you know. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Tiger's Blood too, just because like, it's it's pretty flavorful, and then close second, like maybe a tie between Pink Colada and Tiger's Blood. Like both of those are really solid flavors. They were good. I'd fucks with both. You fucks with both. Yeah. Um, Rocket Pop, eh, it was okay. And the pink drink was pretty good. So it would be Rocket Pop last, Purple Magic, Pink Colada, then Tiger's Blood for me. I go with that. that that's that's yeah. like a yeah. good. Yeah. But all in all, I'd say this, this stacks up pretty well. It's, when I, when we say flavorful, they're actually not that sweet. To me, they're not that sweet. Oh yeah, no. The flavor, it's, it tastes more just like... I don't know. It's flavorful, but it's not sweet, like sugary. So these kind of taste... Like the um, off ones are really sweet. If you've ever gone to a bar and they are a brewery, if you've ever gone to a brewery and they just started making their own seltzers... Oh, yeah. That's what these kind of taste like. I, I get that a little bit. Like we're in that early age where breweries are starting to make seltzers mm-hmm. and they don't taste that great, but like once oh, they start getting it... these taste a lot better okay, than brewery Okay, these will ones. taste better. But they kind of... I do catch what you're... Which kind of makes yeah, sense because they're, they're a local brand out of Austin, Texas. So mm-hmm. te- you probably won't see these outside of Texas. Well, or like maybe just like in the smaller southern states. Like you might, maybe Louisiana might have it. Texas, maybe Oklahoma, and then... If you're in the Bible Belt, look for the good old Bible mighty swell. Get just some swell. Jesus. Okay. Uh, so they talk down there? Yeah, you go get your swell after you go to church. Get your swell on. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to our next thing? Objection is what they say in court. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we're going to talk about the various legal things that happen in movies that oh, aren't true. I know why we also thought of this, too. We've been watching She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And there are some... Obviously, it's got a little bit of theatrics with it because... She's a lawyer, but she's also a Hulk, and so there's some comedic stuff there, and then there's also, like, obviously some of those things are not 100% accurate when it comes to the legal system. But Chris did a little bit of research, a.k.a. 10 minutes. Oh, that's not a good look. No, I'm just reading as you're okay. talking. Yeah, okay. I thought you were you had something, like, out of order, and so. Every, it's out, out of order. order. You're out of order. This whole place is out of order. We could have been lawyers. That's all I would know how to say. Pretty it's much. Objection. They're like, ma'am, we're, we're arguing for your case. <laughs> so the reason I yelled out uh, objection at the beginning was that was the first thing I wanted to get into. Okay. So obviously you've seen a bunch of movies where they just yell objection and then it's like, you know, overruled or sustained. They just keep going on or yeah. whatever happens. So the big thing about that is, especially in movies, they just say it and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, in actuality... Mm-hmm. Um, the second you say objection, you actually have to have like an actual objection. You yeah. have to state your objection. You have to give them a reason. Well, yeah. What's yeah. what was the reason? 
Yeah, if you just say objection, your honor, and nothing else, the judge is just going to stare at you blankly, possibly wondering whether you're strung out on drugs. <laughs> if you sit there stupidly long enough, they will ask you under what grounds you're objecting. Yeah. It all goes back to those pesky rules of evidence that require you to object for a specific reason. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, like, I'm sure, I know I've seen it multiple times in movies that say, objection, your honor, it's, you know, terrible for my case or something like that. Yeah. You actually have to have an objection. Yeah, and I think we see a reason. Yeah, and there's, there's every now and then. Yeah, every now and then you see movies where like they actually come up with a reason. Mm -hmm. But nine times out of ten, they just objection. They go on. Okay, next question. Yeah, yeah. But no, they have to state like the specific purpose or specific ground. Right. Okay. That makes sense though. Yeah. So like, uh, the attorney is basically saying they have a problem with what the opposing counsel is doing and wants them to stop. Uh, doesn't doesn't make sense unless they have a valid specific reason for that. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, if uh, and even here they say like it would even if the Hollywood added one line extra to justify their random objection, it would probably clear up that mess. But granted, how many people are going in there and pretending to be lawyers? Yeah, well, unless somebody did like a lot of extensive research on uh, like prosecuting and you know the defense's side if you're doing extensive research of prosecuting by watching movies and television shows no i'm not saying by watching movies if you're like one that's like writing a show oh yeah that deals with that like law and order yeah it's like don't don't worry i've watched a lot of law and order (laughs) i got this i stayed at holiday and express last night exactly (laughs) same same energy okay what's next next is uh surprise evidence can't be introduced mid-trial so you ever watched a movie or seen a tv show can or can't can't Okay. Where, like, they've pulled out something and it's like, aha, bam, here's the piece of hair that was, you know, found at the murder scene that, you know, everybody's finding out right about now. So that is that is one of those, like, not legally allowed things. Because obviously, as you, if you ever watched anything on court TV, well, not even court TV, that's a terrible one to go Oh, for. God, that would be um, the worst, like, I mean, it's the best example yeah. slash worst example of, like, really bad law and order. <laughs> yeah, usually if, uh... Usually you have to have, or not usually, you have to have all evidence submitted before the trial, so that way both prosecution and prosecution and the uh, defense can have it. Uh, so, like, when you ever see movies where they introduce, like, ah, I found this thing, and, like, just toss it out yeah. there in a mid-trial, not allowed. Okay, so I have a question about that. Yeah. So, recently, uh, Alex Jones was on trial for whatever, oh yeah, the Sandy Hook thing. And then um, they they revealed that their his lawyer had accidentally sent all of the text messages or whatever to the um, I guess the other side would that be the defense yeah yeah so, no the prosecution prosecution sorry I get it mixed up sometimes um, so when they got that info I guess they did clear it by the judge so but, I, because they did other side was not aware at all yeah understanding that that understanding. What I just read and what I showed you yeah. and talking about that sort of thing. So what happened was, for per my recollection, 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 recollection. I go. swear I can speak. I um, I've only had half a sip of seltzer. Yeah, we're not drunk at all. What happened was they had they had had a piece of evidence that was part of his phone records. Yeah. The issue was they sent him all of their phone records. Okay. So it was so it was a part of evidence, but they sent them more than they were more than they needed. Yeah. Um. So there was a time period, and I believe he said it during the case, like, "Hey, the twelve days are up. Uh, just letting you know that because of this, this is now counted as evidence and no longer counted as secret. Because there is such a point where they can, if they're giving too much, they can claim I forgot what exact wording he used, but secrecy on it. Uh, they can't be used in court. 
uh, but there is a time limit on that, so they can't just give it to you and be like, well, we're just going to say when you can and can't use it. So essentially what happened was they gave them they gave them the phone records, which they were owed, but they gave them too much of the phone records, never claimed that that part is not able to be used in court okay. or inadmissible in court. Okay. And because of that, they were able to use everything. It's just like they seemed very surprised. Like, I don't think they realized that they had sent everything. Oh, yeah. They, they screwed up bad. Yeah. And it's like, we don't need to tell you. We can just tell a judge. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in one way it was surprising, but not to a lot of other people. Yeah. They knew it was coming. Yeah, the yeah. That's we're, we're gonna we're planning on using this. That's what I kept okay. saying on it. Sorry, I just I had to tell that question because you know it seemed like nobody else knew about it. It was like a bomb was dropped, and it was hilarious. It's one of the few times you'll probably see like a, at least a televised trial. Yeah, where yeah. A, where a surprise will happen mid court. Right. There wasn't so much a surprise. More than his lawyers did a terrible job of like handing out evidence. Exactly. Now on to the next thing. Um, real life trials often take months, if not years. So I'm sure, like, you've watched, I always start with you watch a movie, but, like, uh, they always take, like, a couple days or it's over very quickly. Um, in reality, these things take years, months, like, timing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do take on. a long time. Um, or, like, somebody will always be convicted of whatever crime it was and then, or arrested for the crime, and then they, like, months later, then there's a trial, and then months after that, then if they're found guilty for whatever... Then there's sentencing, and then all that other stuff. So, yeah, it can take up to a year. But in these shows, obviously, don't have that time to show, maybe. And so that's why these things are, like, sped up. But it's like you have to have the illusion that maybe it did take that long, you know, with some of these uh, courtroom shows and things like that. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, so the next thing is that I'm lawyers can't harass people in confessing crimes. So especially in law and order, you know, whenever they mm-hmm. start badgering the witness and just the judge just sits there not saying anything at all like the only thing they're up there to do is obviously sit and answer questions but like uh in especially like i keep doing law and order because it's the best one because it's so yeah. many different episodes yeah um they're always up there like doing grandstanding making them say things like trying to get them to talk by yelling at them and saying other such things uh but that's you know you, you can't do that you can't just keep badgering someone until finally they're able to they go, you know, oh my God, you finally got it out of me. I gotcha. I broke you. Because I yelled at you. So what happens in the instance that they are starting to get harassed? Does the judge, like, obviously tell them to stop? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Order in the courtroom. Yeah, so they'll they'll be like, please stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one, okay, so the one example of, like, it's not really harassment, but she does badger her to get the uh, confession out is in Legally Blonde when she's, like, going off on her about the, and you had plenty of time to hide that gun, didn't you, Chutney? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, uh, it was you two. I was trying to hit uh, shoot her, but you walked in the door or something like that. And so, obviously, she uh, was able to confess. All right, what's next? All right, next is... Stop looking at your phone. Dramatic TV crimes account Ooh. for less than 5% of the real actual crime. So, like, most times, obviously, you see television shows and movies, and they're doing, you know, something about, like, murders or homicides mm-hmm. or uh, such things. When in reality, that's maybe only, like, 5% of, like, what goes on in courts. Usually, it's traffic law. It's the minor things. It's like, well, you bumped to me, bumped into you. Uh, just the little things that, like... So, there's not as many murder trials as people like to think. They're, Is that what you're trying to say? I wouldn't say that. I was gonna say murders, murders be happening. But but per like per the numbers wise, the oh, other ones oh, happen yeah, much yeah, more. Yeah. Like yes, those yeah. other things, those other like, people do in fact get murdered. 
Yeah, but they don't get like, they don't get murdered as much. White collar crimes. Yeah. Or you know like simple misdemeanor things or like tax fraud and like you said traffic court and all that stuff. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense because those things happen like on almost like not just daily but like multiple times a day. Yeah. So like when uh whenever you see that hardly ever happens. It's, it's a lot more of the. I guess what you call like the Judge Judy type court where it's like, you know, right. random people suing each other for small amounts of money. Right. Then like actually, you know, someone got murdered and this is what we have to do. Yeah. Like all my stuff was in his house, sir. Well, why didn't you go get it? I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. You have like $500 in restitution. I don't know. I don't even know what they just said. Uh, in restitution? Restitution. <laughs> Prostitution. Whoa. Now what is a, what's one movie law that you can think of that might, you think might actually... Or like, what 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 have you watched in like a court movie show? They were like, oh, that can't be real. Oh gosh. Um, well, I don't know if the trademark thing that would happen on She Hulk was as true to how trademark uh, law happens, you know. But there are some instances where, and I know this just because of my educational background in journalism, the difference between uh, slander and libel and defamation. And all that stuff. Uh, people will claim uh, slander or libel when they mean the opposite. Yeah, most people don't actually know like what they're and talking so about. And so, in sometimes you see it actually in real life. People are like trying to um, sue somebody over slander or sue somebody over libel, and it's like no, that it's it's okay because it's satire. It's okay because didn't really actually happen, and you know your reputation was not ruined because of that. So, oh, malice, that's the other thing, it was malice. So, those types of things, when I see those in movies, I'm like, eh, you're not 100% correct. So that's like the only thing I can kind of think of off the top of my head, just because I know about that. So, what about you? What's one that you always tend to, like, you go, that's it. That's it. Like, do the whistle, like, point thing that Leo does in that one movie. The one that we ever watched. <laughs> um, I can't whistle, so. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, uh, one that one that makes me think like that's there's no way that's true. Oh, oh, what about any Law and Order mo- show that I've ever seen? There's a Double Jeopardy. How often does that happen? I think that's mostly like if they're well. Because you can't be tried for the same crime twice. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And that movie kind of like, obviously that's the whole en- encompassing thing about it. And I haven't seen it in a long time, but I've seen Runaway Jury a lot. And there's some questionable things that happen in that just because it's for entertainment purposes. Where he like buys a jury, basically. Fair enough. I think uh, for Double Jeopardy, I don't think I've actually witnessed that ever actually happen. Me neither. Like, I don't think it happens. Well, that I mean, often. It, it never goes to it never goes to because court just find... because obviously it's Double Jeopardy. Yeah, but it's like they'll get you for something adjacent, like similar. It's like we're not going to try for this specific murder, but you did do these things. Oh, get him for the adjacent. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely a thing. But I, yeah, the double jeopardy getting tried for the same thing. No. But then again, there's not many times where someone's getting tried for killing someone twice. No. Only uh, unless a, you're Bill Cosby. Unless you're not Bill, not Bill Cosby. Uh, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I was gonna say who killed the. Uh, yeah. I don't know who he. <laughs> Who's Bill Cosby killing? Him. Jesus. Well, I don't know. He may have. We don't know. Now another thing I looked up. Um, 
so many secrets in that pudding. So then we talked about movies and all that, TV shows that are terrible with law. Mm-hmm. Um, here, apparently, movies and television shows did an amazing job showing actual courtroom drama. So one that we've probably never seen because it came out before even our parents were born is Falsely Accused in 1908. That's a movie? Yeah. So this, Falsely Accused? Okay. This, this is one of the earliest surviving courtroom dramas, and intriguingly, it shows cinema as technology has been tied up in the ideas of truth and reality since its very early days. Mm. So just, you know, kind of, obviously there's a bit of fluff in there, but uh, the law actually is kind of played out how it's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, so woman kills man, she goes to trial for it, um, and they spend, while while they say it's a climatic courtroom scene, um, it plays out pretty much how it actually would in a court case. Oh, okay. The next one is Mangrove, which came out in 2020. Mangrove or yeah. Mangrove? It's either Mangrove or Mangrove. I don't know. How's that look? It's like a Mangrove. All right, Mangrove. Um, came out in 2020. Um, Never heard of it. It's a group of protesters in 1970. So it's a biography. That might be why. Oh. Okay. Or autobiographical film. Uh, group protesters in 1970 rallied to the aid of Notting Hill Restaurant, which repeatedly raided by police. So... They see that one plays Since out. Since it's based on a true story, yeah. Yeah, so mostly it's based... It looks like most so far are based on true stories, which is probably how they can... Yeah. Yeah, I'd be really close to it. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, and I think I've heard of this one, Anatomy of a Murder in, in 1959. I have heard of that one, but I, I've never seen it. Yeah, so this one's a folksy, charming lawyer takes on a near-impossible cage case, which strikes at the very heart of our notions of morality and in the process of defending the little man points to how brutal the big man usually the state can be hmm. so they say again that one kind of uh while while adding a bit of fluff to it um of course being the characters it still plays out how it would an actual courtroom that many grandstanding yelling or you know slamming things down yeah now, surprisingly if i just saw in this then this one uh the devil's advocate I've heard, I've heard of that Which, one yeah, too, starts but Keanu I don't Reeves. remember seeing. Is that the one that has Al Pacino in it too? Yeah, so Al Pacino plays yeah. a. Uh, I don't know if he's a devil himself or he, a demon. He's yeah. Yeah, so it's it's they say it's kitschy, it's hammy, it plays up, but uh, when they do go to the actual scenes of like it being in a court, it actually is one of those ones where the court proceedings happen the way they're supposed to. Right. Which is kind of surprising for especially wasn't, a movie. Wasn't there two of those that came out or no? Um, there might have been a straight to, usually it was a straight to like DVD There sequel. was something where, I guess similar to like Wolf of Wall Street where, uh, oh gosh, like the, the main actor guy, was like either Al Pacino or somebody like him. Yeah. Um, played the same guy. No, it wasn't, it wasn't him though. Okay, I'm not going to bring it up here right now. It's going to come to me in the middle of the night, I swear. Probably just scream out shoot up in the middle of the bed, yeah. Ed Millenite. Now, one of the ones I actually like that's on here that didn't have many courtroom scenes, but I think it's on here because of the way the law played out. Granted, this was uh, The Bridge of Spies, which stars Tom Hanks. And essentially, that's what that is, is he's uh, about the 1957 trial of an alleged spy, Russian spy, Rudolf Abel. Um, that one kind of plays out. Actually, no, it did have a couple courtroom scenes, but that one plays out very much talking about just uh, how he's a spy or not. Um, but the court proceedings in it are apparently very well closely followed how they're supposed to be. Okay. Well, is there anything else that's interesting? Any any other ones that are interesting? Uh, the last one I'll bring up is A Few Good Men. Oh, that is a good one. 
Which that one? You can't handle the truth. Is that is that the one? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, while warming up to a film that endlessly parody that you can't handle the truth, uh, Rob Reiner got single shots of Tom Cruise doing this his set of the argument, uh, which apparently did actually the argument portion where they go to the final thing. Yeah, they say it's one of the few times where it actually is. Uh, you know, close to the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Though they did say everything else about the movie is just completely and utterly out of you know realm. Kind of like how it says you can't badger the you can't badger the witness or you can't argue the witness until they finally give up. Yeah, I very much can see why. But I mean, it wouldn't really be show worthy or entertaining worthy if there wasn't any drama like that happening or you know like actors' emotion showing through things like that. So I get why they push the envelope with that. So. Okay, I lied. Lawyers I, in the real world. I do have one more only because it's an amazing movie and I enjoy watching it. Okay, what is it? Twelve Angry Men. I read that play. You read that play? In well, college. I watched the movie. Congratulations. I, I think we did watch it after we read it, but yeah. But yeah, so obviously this one, this one's a bit different because I don't think anything actually plays out in the courtroom itself except maybe like when they first talk about them. Yeah, they're mostly just the jurors... Discussing yeah. the crime in their own like which you orders. don't you don't often see unless it's a parody of a Twelve Good Men. Uh, so the fact that that's probably the closest you'll see to like an actual real representation of what goes on in the courtroom, mm-hmm. it's actually surprising. So, uh, so yeah, Twelve Twelve Good Men, uh, amazing Angry movie. Men. Or Twelve Angry Men, amazing movie. Um, apparently, does one of the best ways showing how actual courtroom juries deal with how the law how they yeah how they um do the whole like finding somebody guilty or not guilty and then like what is it the um if there's any reasonable doubt you know yeah how do they clear that out yeah but yeah you got 12 opinions in on a jury and that can be pretty crazy i don't i don't know i've never had jury duty i don't know how i would do and i believe uh specifically that movie he was the one person who believed and then somehow, yeah. after a while, convince each to one convince of them. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Which almost seems like, it, is, it, is that his lawyer in there? Yeah, his, right. His lawyer did a terrible job convincing him, whereas that one juror probably did the best job. Yeah. Were you paid off? Yeah, apparently. Uh, okay, well, that is a good one to end, a note on, end the whole thing on. So. If you ever do, make sure you watch 12 Angry Men if you ever want to know what a jury does. Yes, how a jury operates through cinema. <laughs> All right, and that concludes our Law and Order myths and film. We rest our case. Dun dun. Dun 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 dun. No, no it's, it's dun dun. What the Law and Order? Yeah. Is it? It's a. It's the in between noise that they do. Oh, okay, fair enough. Dun dun. If we were cutting off to the next segment. Executive producer yes. Dick Wolf. <laughs> Actually, that's how we shoot in it. Executive producer Dick Wolf. All right. Wait, are you going to end this then? Yes. Uh, Executive producer catchphrase. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This is very legal episode of Met My Match. Stay tuned for more legal advice on our next episode. Or in case we ever get sued for having used the name Met My Match and we don't have to defend it in court. Um, we had trademarked this shit. Probably. We'll figure that out. <laughs> we will update you guys if we ever figure out how to trademark our name. In that note, catchphrase. Catchphrase. We should probably also trademark catchphrase. I don't know if we can. Well, let's All find right. out. Okay. Well, bye guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Met My Match. Please subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. We upload a new episode every other week. Also, please follow us on Twitter at Met My Match, where we post our weekly disputes. Thanks again for listening.